Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Finally, Friday is being brought to you by VIP members from around the world. You can support everything Major Spoilers does by becoming a Major Spoilers VIP at members.majorspoilers.com. Hello, everyone. It's Steven Schleicher. And, uh, man, around the country, it's the first week of school for many, the opening of Straight Outta Compton. And uh, for it's uh, today, I think, really kind of begins the four-month countdown to Star Wars The Force Awakens. For those of you that have been slaving away at the salt mines all week, the only thing that matters is it's finally Friday. And I want to welcome all of you to the show. And joining me again this week is Ashley Victoria Robinson. Hello, Ashley. Hello, everyone. What is new with you this week? Uh, so many things, actually. <laughs> uh, I got back from Star Trek Las Vegas not yeah. too long ago. Um, okay. At the beginning, beginning of the week. Um, I have a comic book that came out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Apollo 9. Uh, I got cast in a movie. What? Day. Yeah. What? I didn't hear about this. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's start <laughs> with, let's start with the first thing, because a lot of people may be listening to Finally, Finally Friday, but they don't listen to the Major Spoilers podcast. Some of uh, you who may be. I'm a regular now. Yes, I know. You are a regular on the Major Spoilers <laughs> podcast. So if people want another reason to listen to fun comic book geek talk, Ashley is on that. But, um... We didn't get a chance or, you know, we had talked about the Star Trek Las Vegas thing uh, the last time you were on Finally Friday. How was that? What was the experience like? What happened with uh, the Red Shirt Diaries there? It was cool. It was I've never been to a con that was just for one fandom or just for like one thing. It's always kind of been general Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, It was really cool to see so many people turn out just for, you know, one, a single franchise and Mm -hmm. were that passionate about it. Uh, we got recognized a lot, which was really cool. And um, we kind of use that as a way to promote season two. Like we had a lot of flyers. And on Saturday, I went around in my red dress and I took a picture with like every red shirt that I could find yeah. <laughs> and the flooded social media with that. Um, we met some like Star Trek actors like Connor Trenier, who knew what Red Shirt Diaries was. He's tripped on Enterprise. And that was really, really exciting. That's cool. Um, and we got to hook up with the people from Star Trek Continues. Because uh, we have a couple people from their cast who are part of Retro Diary Season 2. Right. So it was really fun, but it was also a, like a big networking event for us, which is kind of funny and weird. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. The other thing that happened this week, and I'm glad you had a lot of fun with that, is um, Apollo 9, the one-shot, came out from uh, Top Cow and Image Comics. And I was looking around earlier today, and I'm seeing nothing but positive comments about this. Yeah, I was really like tentatively looking at what people were saying. Um, and I, I'm very fortunate that I got a lot of really positive feedback on that. Um, the store that I work at in Sherman Oaks hosted a signing for me. Oh, that's, which was that's really, what really I was going to cool. ask you is if when people came in on Wednesday, if you're like, you know, I wrote this book, would you like me to sign it for you? No, I had like the table and, and like they made me a little like nameplate and everything. Oh, that's cool. And I had like some Red Shirt Diaries flyers out on the table. So uh, granted, like a lot of people were people that I knew. Uh huh. And when, when the previews, when my solicit was out on previews, I was telling everyone, I was like, you should buy this because I wrote it. <laughs> so I kind of had a really nice built in support system. So I was very like, 
um, shrouded in positivity the first day it came out, which was super nice. That's really good. And did a lot of people uh, go and get the, the comic signed by you then? Yeah, Is that I think the, everyone who bought it that day. That shop's got to be pretty busy, right? I mean, it's, it is busy, especially on a Wednesday. Compared to Golden Apple, how does it uh, how does it set? Do um, think, as far well, as I've traffic only been goes? into Golden Apple once. Mm-hmm. Um, it's smaller than Golden Apple. Oh, interesting. It's kind of it's it's like very it's not very wide, but it's very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, you get like more than ten people in there, and you're like, oh, we're very full. Yeah, so like on, I was, on Free Comic Book Day, we had to like make make traffic patterns around it. When I uh, when I was living in Southern California, when I lived in Irvine, there was a shop over, and I think it was over in Tustin, uh, mm-hmm. but it was that exact same thing. It was very narrow and very long, and they had like um, uh, the old comic books boxed up there in the middle and so really you had about a space on either side of the aisle of about two people could get in and on new comic book day it was very crowded to try to to move around and see all the new comics and to get anything done i don't think that shop had ever done a signing in it because i just think it was too (laughs) small but uh i i know the kind of shop that you're talking about yeah and we make it work like i'm not the first signing that they had there so it's all it's all down to a science you know like we set up right across from the cast register so Mm -hmm. that there's kind of nobody's walking out and being like, oh, I got the sign for free and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's really awesome. So <laughs> now let's talk about this big news about your movie casting. I got cast in a movie. Uh, can it's you talk? Called, a, can you share anything about it? Or? Uh, it's called Duo, mm-hmm. and it is about a dynamic duo of superheroes. Ah, cool. And uh, I play the lead, whose name her her superhero persona is Voltage, mm-hmm. which might give you a hint of what her what she does. Yeah. And um, I have a nice girlfriend in it, and that's I think that's about all I'm allowed to say. But um, it's one of the same studios that did End of Watch. Oh, okay, cool. So, and I'm gonna get I, paid. I, so. <laughs> well, that's a big plus too, right there. So, no, yeah, I yeah. yeah, End of Watch was a really good movie. So, uh, I forget who was that studio that did that, but uh, there were a bunch of them, but I can't I can't remember which studio is doing it. But I know on the breakdown, it was like End of Watch. Excellent. So this is a uh, how would you classify this? This is a small budget, medium budget. Um, probably medium. I don't know that much about it, which is really nice. Like, you know, when I do Retro Diaries, I have to know everything about everything. So it's kind of nice to be like, well, I'm just going to sit here and be an actor person and not really worry about it. (laughs) And and you start, do you know when you start production? Uh, We start in September. So they're trying to flip it around pretty quickly. I think they're trying to get a sizzle reel out as soon as possible. Excellent. So I have to do a lot of, uh, a lot of like stunt work, which is going to be fun. You said you're the lead in this? I am the lead. Wow, that's cool. So you're going to be doing uh, stunt work, probably, what, some wire work, too, and everything? I hope so. Oh, that'll be but cool. all I know is they were like, can you fight off, like, eight guys? And I was like, sure, I can do that. <laughs> I yeah, work I in can, a comic like, book. Building, I work in a whatever. comic book store. I can fight off eight guys without a problem. Yeah, I was um, like, oh, like Arrow? And they were like, sure. <laughs> oh, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. And this is a 30-day shoot, 90-day shoot? Um, I think the total principal of photography is going to be 30, and I'm supposed to be uh, involved in, like, 18. Oh, cool. So, hey, I know they're the, going to do a lot of B-roll, so we'll see. Yeah. So, being the lead, it's like you'll get your own trailer and everything. I hope so. When I did my under the Intel commercial, I got I had to share a trailer with the guy, but we had our own trailer and they had all the extras like off like sitting under a tent and I felt super bad. Oh, wow. Well, I am <laughs> not so not bad enough to invite them in. I am super excited for you. This is like your year, right? It is. Um, I've been in Los Angeles for five years now, and Jason Inman told me that 
Morgan Spurlock told him once that you have to be in a place for five years to build mm-hmm. up an adequate network and to see enough people who are going to want to see you again and invite you back. So yep. for me, that's really proving true. Yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> and I forget, I was um, listening to Mark Marin. I think it was Mark Marin. He was interviewing somebody and I forget the actor's name off the top of my head, but he was basically the same way. He was like, he moved to Hollywood and thought that he was going to be uh, oh, the Jason successful Siegel interview. Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah, Maybe that was uh, where he was like, I thought I would come out for six months. And his acting coach said, oh, no, if you're committed to this, you've got to go out there for multiple years and it'll take five or seven years before you start getting regular work. So um, and that's tough. Like, I know a lot of people who leave out there like, well, I'll give it a year. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you kind of might as well go home now and save yeah. the money. Yeah. 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 Excellent. So, yeah, this is a good year for you. I'm really so happy for you. <laughs> and, you know, put the little asterisk on there. Also co-host of the Major Spoilers podcast. So. Yeah, a podcast that, like, two years ago, I was just a fan. Yeah, well, I'm glad. <laughs> and, and it's funny, too, because we were t- I was talking with Jason, oh, I don't know, it was probably around December or something, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, I had been contacting you for a long time before, before he started doing regular stuff with us. Yeah. And, it, and I was like, really? And then I had to go back, and it's like 2000, like, nine or 10 or something like that. And I'm like seeing, seeing these emails from him about his videos. And I was like, Oh man, I wish I would have paid more attention. But at the beginning it was just, uh, you know, he was doing the videos on his own and, and posting them. And so it just took a little time and now look at him. That's how you start. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so excellent. Have you, uh, yeah. So anyway, everyone it's Ashley and she's got big news and she's sharing it right here with all of you. And so that is awesome. Everything is awesome for Ashley. Uh, Let's see. 785-727-1939. That's the Major Spoilers Hotline. The chat room is uh, there if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to us on Alpha Geek Radio on your way home to start your uh, weekend, then uh, you can give us a call at 785-727-1939. If you are on Skype and you want to call in without a charge, you can just look for me, Stephen underscore Schleicher there, and uh, we can chat about anything that's on your mind, anything that you want to go and do this week, uh, talk about this week. Uh, it is all open game. I did go see Straight Out of Compton last night, yeah. and I really liked it a lot. Uh, it was a really good movie and is probably one of the top movies that I've seen this summer which is saying a lot. Yeah. Um, well, or maybe not. I don't know. We kind of had a discussion on this week's Zach on film that uh, most of the movies that we saw and reviewed this year, the ones that were supposed to be big or supposed to be important really were a big disappointment. Well, cause originally Batman V Superman and the new star Wars and civil war were supposed to drop this summer. So yeah. I think all the other studios kind of parsed their material out towards different parts of the year. So the summer has been kind of, I don't know. It hasn't been the biggest summer for movies. Yeah, and I and I don't. Yeah, that if that's the reason why, then that explains a lot more. But uh, ugh, I was uh, disappointed in this summer's movies. Uh, you know, we've still got a couple of weeks. This weekend also sees the opening of Man from Uncle, which so I think excited. did you go see it already or not? No, we're going on tomorrow. We're going tomorrow Sorry. night at eight okay. o'clock. All right, cool. <laughs> I, I, I'm I think actually I'll, looking forward to Hateful Eight, but that's not until. Christmas. Oh, until Christmas, Christmas Day. So, well, here's the thing. It'll open in Christmas Day. That's the, the day it's supposed to go and release, but it'll open in West Coast and East Coast for a limited release, and then it'll open everywhere else the week after, is my guess. Probably. Um, because it did not say we were looking on the um, box office mojo, and it did not list it as a wide release on that December 24th date. Oh. So, And the other thing that's... I don't know if it would hurt it, but it's uh, 70 millimeter. 
And I know unless I'm, you're in a theater that has 70 millimeter, everybody at digital projection, I don't know what Tarantino's stand is on converting it to digital and showing it in other theaters is. I never thought about that. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it gets, I'm hoping it gets to our tiny theater. Although with the experience that we've had this summer and how awful the movie going experience has been, um, I'm kind of just waiting for it to come out on video so I can play it in my home theater, which has much better sound, much bigger <laughs> picture, and the projector is uh, is calibrated correctly. So it's I, I don't. That's the other thing that I miss about a bigger city is having multiple movie theaters that you have a choice to go to. Um, yeah. When I lived in Irvine, I had the Spectrum, which had like 23 different theaters in it. Uh, mm-hmm. You could go over, you know, there was one just up the street from me, which was an older multiplex theater. Um, but the nice thing was it was an older multiplex and people would rather go to the Spectrum or something bigger. And so I could get up on a Saturday morning at nine o'clock and say, oh, there's a movie starting at 10. Well, let me go take a shower eat some breakfast and then show up at the theater 10 minutes before and still walk in and there'd be plenty of room to go sit down. And it was a fine experience before um, the days where you could uh, book your ticket online. Yeah. 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 That's, that's true too. At, at the arc lights, we can pick our seats, which is so great. And I'll never go to an AMC ever again. Yeah. That, that was a, that was a, I've done that a couple of times where I've been able to go to a theater and pick your, pick your seats. And that was uh uh, interesting. And I like that when you can get that and know that your seat is reserved. Uh, so picking your seat is fun. It's certainly a lot better than picking your nose. <laughs> so uh, the phone lines are open 785-727-1939. Uh, so I mentioned that we are now four months away from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah. I mean, it officially opens on the 18th, but that would be a... Um, from now, that would be like next Wednesday or something, next Tuesday. So this would be the Friday before it would open four months from now. And I'm super excited about that. I don't know about you. I don't know what your thoughts are on Star Wars. Um, I'm a big fan of the original franchise, which I know is what everybody says. Yeah. Um, I am very, very, very cautiously optimistic. I th- the more stuff I see, the more excited I'm getting about it. I mean, um, I was excited by the one... By the one, you know, trailer that we've seen, D23 is going on this weekend and J.J. Abrams said we're not going to show any more Star Wars stuff, but they've already shown BB-8. There's been a Walmart that broke the embargo on selling the action figures, and so somebody has already purchased some of the original uh, the action figures for the upcoming movie, and everything looks fantastic. So I'm just like, ah, I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> I'm excited about BB-8. Like, uh, I'm there for that little droid and him alone. But me personally, like, I don't need to see old Han and old Leia. And I think they're going to be a big part of the movie, I think, Mm -hmm. of the original. I understand you're playing on nostalgia. You're going to get people to the movie that way. I understand having old Luke there as your Jedi master. But uh, the more plot details and rumors I hear, and and rumors could be nothing, totally. Right. They have me being a little bit like, oh, I don't know. But I'm, I'm going opening weekend, so it doesn't matter what I think. They won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely you know? taking the kids <laughs> out on opening weekend. And by kids, I don't mean Zach and Rob and, and Rodrigo. I'm talking about the <laughs> little ones uh, because we definitely want to see that. And Mason is somewhat familiar with uh, the first uh, episodes four, five and six. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we used to watch him when he would be sick at home. And so I'd put him on on days when he was sick and I just we'd sit there and watch him together. Uh, but we may have to revisit that before uh, before that time. I don't think I don't think 
for the most part, I don't think having to watch one, two, and three would be necessary to understand what's going on because these kids will be able to go four, five, six, and then seven and have no problem uh, with it. Do they watch the TV shows at all? They're pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mason and I used to religiously watch uh, The Clone Wars. We thought that was Mm -hmm. fantastic. And then we kind of drifted off on on Rebels, but I sat down probably like the week after the season finale – and blew through that entire season in just a couple of nights. And it was it surprised me much more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, the last two episodes are really, really good. Yes. with And again, this is a spoiler, although it's been out for months now. When Ahsoka shows up and we see yeah. how big the, the Rebels are, at that point it was suddenly, oh my gosh, this show is bigger than it was, than what we were led to believe. Mm-hmm. Did you One watch of the new um, Disney Infinity figures is going to be Ahsoka, and I want it so bad. I know, I know. And we were looking, um, we were looking at all the figures the other day, and of course they've got Inside Out, which the youngest wants. He wants yeah. those, and then Mason wants the uh, Star Wars ones. And I'm just like, I'm just hoping there's some more Marvel figures in this next wave too. So probably, but yeah, it's it's going to be really really big for that. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely go and see that. And then did you watch the? Did you watch the uh, two-hour movie or the 90-minute movie that they had out just recently uh, for Rebels? No. It's really good. I it's didn't got even Darth know Vader. about it. Yeah, it's got Darth Vader shows up in it. And, um, and it's a whole storyline where he's coming to whatever the planet is. I forget what the name of it is. Uh, to, Pseudo-Tatooine. Yeah, to put an <laughs> end to these, to these Rebels because no one else there is competent. And it's got a really cool fight sequence between Darth Vader and Kanan that, you know, Darth Vader is like lifting up TIE fighters and throwing them at, <laughs> at the characters. And I think the only thing that's a little weird about it is that, you know, we were familiar with the new style when we had Star Wars Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Then when they kind of switched it up a little bit and made it a little softer, but also a little bit swoopier for Rebels. So seeing Darth Vader's helmet looks really kind of weird in oh, really? in animated form. It still looks good, but it kind of it's hyper stylized, I think, and it's uh, a little bit more swoopier than I than I would have thought it would be. But it's still very cool, and it's a great storyline, and I would recommend everyone see it before the new season starts because I think Darth Vader is going to show up a couple more times uh, in this next season. Cool. I'm gonna go watch that. Yeah, let's go to the phone lines. Let's lose Ashley for a moment. Uh, hi, caller. Who is this? Hey, it's Wilson. I haven't talked to you in a very long time. Hey, welcome back, man. How are you? Good. What's going on? Not much. Just uh, gearing up for Wizard World here in Chicago. Yep. So I'll be working a lot, so that'll be interesting. So what is what is your what's your store doing? That's that's big. Uh, just you're just setting up a booth there and selling stuff. Oh, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's okay. So, are you? But are you guys yeah, going to do any no. store promotions? Like you, you did that last year, right? You did some store uh, promotions to get people down there. Yeah. Well, we did the movie thing. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing that a lot. We did last one. We did was Ant Man. Mm-hmm. The local movie theater, and the, each time we end up having to hit a bigger theater. So <laughs> um, that's good. They, they now, keep selling. Now, I'm curious, Chris, um, a lot of people were telling me for Ant-Man that their ticket had a coupon code to get some free comic books online. Has your store done something like that and had success with it? Uh, no, we don't. 
tend to uh, do the online stuff uh, for the for, with the tickets that we do. But I mean, do you do anything like? Take it to your local comic store and do 10% off. Uh, Hastings did that here where it was like, take your ticket stub in on the Friday of the, or the Saturday of the opening and you got 10% off. Uh, yeah, we did something like that a few times. Lately, mm-hmm. it's um, when you show up, we, if you buy the ticket, you can buy a ticket and then you'll get like a couple of comics and then you can buy like a like a premium seat for a little bit more and you'll get a reserve seat. Oh, cool. And you get a bunch of other stuff too that we just, you know, throw in with the goodie bag or whatever. Excellent. Excellent. And I think there's, usually there's like a coupon in there or something, I think. Very cool. What else, what else is going on on this Friday for you besides gearing up for, uh, Chicago? Uh, not much. I mean, just been working, been real busy and, I don't know, just figured I'd give a call in and see what was going on. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Yeah, I haven't uh, uh, I haven't heard from you in a while. You've got a new review up on the site, right? Yeah, yep, uh, yep, Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars uh, number five. And you liked it, yep. hated it? Give us a quick give us a quick summary of that real quick so that readers and listeners uh, can go check it out. I, I, I enjoyed it. It's mm-hmm. not the strongest issue. The art's fantastic. Uh, it's a great issue for people like me who didn't read Jonathan Hickman, New Avengers and Avengers for the last two years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the ability to sum up, you know, a year or two's worth of story in ten pages is amazing how he does it. So it, it definitely answers things. But I've talked to people who were like, I, I read all this for the last year in New Avengers. I'm totally disappointed with this issue. I can understand that, but you also can't expect people to come in with a year's worth of knowledge already True. to a big event like this, you know? So, True. Yeah, it was good. Excellent. Cool. I also read, I also read The Beauty uh, oh, from yeah. Image this week. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Really Excellent. good. I've heard a lot of things, a lot of good things about that. Have you read Beauty yet, uh, Ashley? I have not. Okay. Well, we will uh, have to go check that out. Uh, yeah. Any big plans for the weekend, Chris? Uh, don't think so. No, I don't do anything anymore. I'm old <laughs> and lazy. Sleep. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to call, say what's up, and uh, also thank you for letting me write for your site as long as oh, I have thank been. You. That's amazing that. You've kept me around that long? I'm amazed I've kept you around that long, too. I know, right? And uh, <laughs> just wanted to let everybody who's out there uh, really encourage them to donate to you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. you. You work very hard. Thank you. You put a lot of love and effort into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to be able to pay Ashley more money. I need to be able and to pay, pay everybody <laughs> more money, including you. Yeah, so. pay Ashley more money and pay to have me... Stop bugging me on in online. No, I I, I love it, man. Nobody stop nobody stop fighting with Matthew on on Twitter. <laughs> me and him were constantly going back and forth. Oh, stuff you on. guys were fighting today. What were you fighting about? Oh, I don't think it was today. We just constantly going back and forth. Oh, okay. uh, I give him crap about the Legion, and he gives me tr- crap about Transformers. So. Oh well, there you go. We were having a discussion about who was. Who had more convoluted continuity and, Ooh. and 
uh, it, it, we decided, I guess, it was Transformers by a nose. I would, I would probably say Transformers probably that way as well, only because there have only been really three major reboots, maybe four major reboots to um, the Legion, but everyone else has had, you know, Transformers. It's just like, well, we need to fit in dinosaurs somehow, or we need to fit in uh, the battle beasts somehow, or whatever, and and then you just start diving in between uh, events and stories, and so it does get a little messy. Yeah, uh, absolutely, I can totally yeah. understand. So, but it doesn't have a guy that can eat everything. No, it certainly doesn't. It certainly <laughs> does not have that. Yes, but I'm sure it will. It, it could, yeah. I'd love to see a crossover with Matter Eater Land and Bumblebee. Yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting. On a road trip. On a road well, trip, you know? leave, it, leave it up to IDW. I'm sure they will make it happen. Yeah, they love sure. crossovers. <laughs> they, they do yep. love the crossovers, so. All right, man. Thanks so much for calling. No problem. Have a good one, guys. All right. Talk to you later, Chris. Bye. Bye. There we go. Whoops. Your video is turned off. Well, of course, my video is turned off. Uh, whoever just called, call back, and we will add you into this call. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, what What would you like to say? Oh, well, wait, let's go I back like to Star to Wars real quick. Let's go back to Star <laughs> Wars real quick. So you're you're not interested. You're interested in seeing what's going on, but you're really not into the. Uh, older characters. What about young Han Solo, the next movie that we're going to get? Or I guess it's the first spinoff movie that we're getting. No, it's the second spinoff movie that we're getting in this um, in this franchise. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that Han Solo will be in his late teens to early 20s in this uh, standalone movie. Yeah, I feel bad, but I... I'm just, I don't really care about that either. I want to see more expansive things in the universe. I don't need to keep mm. going back to the well of the original like origin characters. stories and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Like, I hope it's amazing. I hope it is too. I hope it's the story of uh, how Han made the Kessel run in under 12 parsecs. parsecs. I would never naysay like anyone who wants to go see it. I don't necessarily think it's going to be bad, but it's not. Mm-hmm. If I had my, if I was Kathleen Kennedy, it's not the story that I would want to tell. Yeah. I, I'm really interested in seeing the, um, what is it called? Rebels or whatever the, it's not rogue. Yeah. Rogue, rogue one, rogue, rogue one. one where they're going to steal the plans. I want to see a heist, yeah. heist movie set in star Wars universe. I think that'll be really cool. Hi caller. Who's this? Hey, Ashley and Steven. It's NATO. How are you guys doing? Hey, it man. is the great NATO. How are you doing? Awesome. What's on your mind this week? Uh, not much. I just picked up Ashley's book. Yay. Which cover did you get? <laughs> Uh, the original, the regular one. Actually, I was kind of hoping that they were going to... A lot of times they'll give me the, the variants for some weird reason, which mm-hmm. I don't care, but I got the, the just the standard one. I have, so. I have noticed that depending on how loyal of a customer you are and how much you spend, that um, if you're one of their better customers, you usually they'll give you that variant cover um, unless you specifically request not to. Or yeah, at least that's I, been my I get experience. a lot of the... Star Trek uh, photo covers for the oh, cool. uh, the ongoing that they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You sound you sound so, tired. Um, Has it been a long week for you? It's been a long week, actually. This is the the last Friday of no school, so it's the last Friday of summer for the kids. Mm-hmm. They start school Monday. Yes. Now, are they going to go a full day on Monday or a half a day on Monday? No, full full day. Um, 
they don't really do half a days for say a school. The only thing that they'll do is kindergarten. They normally stagger. Oh. So the kids will go like a group will go Monday. Another group will go Tuesday. Another group will go Wednesday. Mm. And then everyone shows up on Thursday, kind I of see. getting the parents and everyone acclimated to going into a, you know, larger school environment. Yeah. Getting the routine down. Mason started uh, third grade on Wednesday for a half, no Thursday for a half a day. And then today was his first full day, although they didn't have any after school care. So luckily my wife was off and went and picked him up at three o'clock. So uh, he's super excited about school. I don't know how your kids are. Your kids are a little bit older. Well, uh, well, my, uh, my youngest, she's, she's nine. And then uh, of course I'm putting a kid in high school this year now. So yay. Yeah. Now is he going to take, is he doing driving lessons? Is he doing uh, uh is he going to drive a car here oh. in the next year? Uh, within the next, uh, yeah, in January, he'll probably be getting his permit. So, wow, scary times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, well, the way we look at it is, you know, when he gets his license, he's he becomes our chauffeur. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you're going to think that. <laughs> well, he's our designated driver. Let's put it that way. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, because yeah. you have to you um, have to do a certain number of hours where you have a parent driving with you. So. That makes it's sense. It's a six month thing. It's six yeah. months. So Florida, you get your license at fifteen mm-hmm. or your permit at fifteen. You can only drive uh between dusk and dawn, an hour mm-hmm. between dusk and dawn or before or after, whatever. And then you can drive at night uh with an adult uh, when you're fifteen and a half and then sixteen your free reign go nuts. When I was this is really weird and people don't believe me, but uh when I was young in Kansas, you could get your driver's license uh, your temporary driver's license at 14. I think it's still like that. In if some you can places. prove that you need it for work. Well, and here's the, here's the thing. In Kansas, so many kids help with harvest, driving yeah. the trucks back and forth and driving the tractors and everything. They just made it a blanket thing. So I went and did my, um, my uh, driving lessons and everything during the school year. And I went to go take my test and they're like, okay, here's your driver's license. You don't need to get it renewed until I was like 21 or something. And I was like, are you serious? And they're like, yeah, there you go. And so I was driving regularly uh, since I was 14. And I, and it really, people are like, really, that's weird. And it's like, well, farm community, that's, that's what happens. So I'm sure at 21, you were thrilled to still have your 14 year old photo. <laughs> yeah, on no, there. That was, that was the weirdest <laughs> thing because I was, um, yeah, I was, I had that 14 year old driver's license, uh, even when I turned 21. So that was pretty weird. Uh, or no, actually 18. I got it changed when I was 18 because then you had the, they had to flip the color on it. On the background? Yeah, to the adult. What about, Ashley, how old is the legal age in in Canada? You don't Uh, drive, so... Driver's permit, learner's permit at 15, uh, regular license when you're 16. But do you drive now or not? No. (laughs) I hate driving. (laughs) If I never drove for the rest of my life, I'd be really happy. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking about getting... I've never had an American driver's license. I'm thinking about getting an American driver's license... But I would probably hire, I haven't driven since I moved to the States, so I'd probably hire mm. someone to, like, hey, teach me how to drive in Los Angeles, because I know it's going to be really scary. It's not, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I thought driving in Atlanta was much worse growing up, just because there's all these hills, and the roads were still two lane a lot of the times. Yeah, but uh, LA locals yeah. don't know how to drive. They drive like crazy well, people. That, that's true, but I, I had very <laughs> little problem when I lived over there and had to drive up to, to LA uh, a lot of times for business, it was it was fine. 
you'll have no problem. But aren't but aren't you going like ten miles an hour the whole time on the interstate anyway? There, no, uh, I am surprised. <laughs> you're on the, the four hundred five, probably. The only yeah. time that I was really scared driving uh, on the interstate was I was with my friend Paolo, and we were going to I forget what we were going to, uh, but he was driving like eighty five miles per hour within I would say six feet of the car in front of us, and everybody was doing that, and that was the only time that I felt really nervous in a car. Uh, going that fast. Usually Was he I've an L.A. A, local? Because they do that. <laughs> well, he's from Brazil, so oh, I'm sure that it's it's crazy there. And so he was very com- uh, comfortable with that. Usually I try to leave at least a car length, but he was like bumper to bumper at 85 miles an hour. And I was like, whoa, this is a little bit too much for me. So, Yeah. Uh, fun times. Yeah. But um, actually what I wanted to bring up is, and this is something I think Ashley's been touching on the last few weeks, is about uh, female roles and stuff in these movies mm-hmm. that are coming mm-hmm. out and stuff. And yeah. I'm wondering, um, now see, I, I'm good with it. I don't understand why, because there's been so many successful women-driven movies. Right. Cartoon, animated. Um, I mean, The Heat was phenomenal. Um, Pitch Perfect was a whole, pretty much a, a majority female cast. Um, you know, there's all these great lead roles. So why, why, why is this disconnect? Did, did Catwoman, you know, kill it for everyone or? Because those movies are marketed to a predominantly female audience. Right. So, and you know, if you're not going to be taking your clothes off, then why would you have a female lead, Mm -hmm. uh, a movie that's being marketed from, I, that's the way people, I'm not saying it's correct. But I think that's a lot of the thinking behind it. It is weird. (laughs) It's totally wrong. because those movies, I mean, there's, I mean, I enjoy them, but, um, you know, for some, you know, something for my daughter when she grows up, those are definitely movies that we're going to have her watch. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it just, I don't know, maybe just weird. Um, I grew up in a different environment or something, but it just, I, I don't understand where you couldn't have, I mean, what's, what's better than a woman armored or, you know, whatever superhero and just, banging the heck out of everyone. I yeah. think that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, I think the in, problem in not, is... None and in any context wherever, but just, just having that, that, that role model or that superiority of, mm-hmm. of a female going and just kicking butt would be, I think, awesome. But I think a lot of people agree with it, but unfortunately you have, <laughs> yeah. up until probably, what, the last 15 years or so, studios have been run by old white men, right? Mm-hmm. And they think that they know what everybody wants. So when you've got some 85-year-old white guy and you go up and say, hey, we'd like to do this Wonder Woman movie, he's like, why the hell would we do that? No one's going to watch that. Or you go up and say, hey, we're going to do a Tomb Raider movie, and he's like, oh, yeah, big boobies. we got to have that movie come out. Yeah, and booty shorts. Yeah, and so I think that's the big problem. But now that we've started to see uh, female executives take over and we start to see younger uh, people start to fill some of those roles. And by younger, I mean like 40-year-old, 50-year-old uh, people. There's, there is that big shift in mentality. And I think now that we start to see more people saying we want uh, strong female characters, even in superhero movies, I think they're finally starting to listen. And certainly when we have you know, Wonder Woman coming out, uh, even though Black Widow was not given a, as big a role as, as we wanted uh, in uh, the last two she's, Avengers she's movies. She's not even on the cover, the, DVD, know, the Blu-ray the cover of yeah. Age of Ultron. Yeah, there's, there's oh still God. a lot to overcome, but at least it's, it's, we're starting to crack that, crack that shell. And she, was, and she was so good 
in mm-hmm. um, Captain America, the Winter oh, Soldier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. her role was that movie was nothing without her. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. There is a positive, though, and you pointed this out this week and I pointed it out this week. Target has announced that they're doing away with the girl aisle and the boy aisle and they're just creating a toy aisle. And I've been saying this. I don't know. This was like back in January or something uh, earlier this year or late last year where I was just like, I wish we could get rid of boy aisle, girl aisle and just make it toys. And some places do that, like the Lego aisle in... um, at Toys R Us is basically it's every single set in the same section, regardless of boy, girl. Um, and that's what kind of started me down that path, because at our store, it's if you want the the elves, the girl Legos, you had to go to another aisle, the girl aisle. And if you wanted the other Lego, you went to the boy aisle. So I'm glad Target is making this move. And I think that's a real positive move going forward. Yeah, it I mean, looks like they're going to stick with their branding. So, like, you know, they'll have all the Star Wars stuff kind of still there. Right. They're going yeah. with, you know, corporate logos and stuff. But it's not going to be like, okay, here's the baby section, here's mm-hmm. the girl section, here's the boy section, and right. here's the bikes and everything like that. I think they're just going to start mixing it all together, which is, I think, is awesome. Because every time I go, I think the last time I went there, um, I, I think the last time I went to a comic book short, shop too, I'm like, oh, go get pop vinyl. You know, my daughter pop vinyl, and she's like, I want a Wolverine. I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's so. a big move. Ashley, some thoughts on the target? I mean, it's about it's about time. We're moving forward in a way, you know, as a society in a way that, um, you know, understands and respects different genders than just male and female as well. Mm-hmm. So if you can engender that idea and the idea of equality at an early age, then maybe in 10 and 15 years, we won't still be, you know, screaming about how women are being represented or mm-hmm. how characters of color are being represented mm-hmm. in our media. I think also, too, and this is something and this is something that's somewhat sad. Uh, when Mason was in preschool, they would play dress up and it was no big deal. And uh, he was very cool about, you know, boys and girls are the same. Um, but with the youngest, when he's in preschool and I'm, you know, I'll say, hey, do you want to go check out, you know, something that is probably targeted towards girls? He's like, no, that's a girl's toy or, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. And I think that's coming in from the at the school age level in the preschool mm-hmm. level that these um, classically defined roles are being kind of forced on kids. And I think that's a real problem because at home we're struggling to say, no, you know, girls can do the exact same things that boys do and boys can do the same things that girls do. And you shouldn't try to make that distinction. So it's becoming a really surprising now that the boys are into, you know, more advanced schooling than, uh, you know, changing the diaper daycare uh, <laughs> that we have to struggle with those discussions when I thought we were on the right track in, in trying to, to put them in, in uh, the right frame of mind. I imagine it's also the weird thing where they hear it from so many of their peers yes, that they wonder why they learned it differently or why they think differently. Right. And it's that yeah. group think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's something that we're going to, going to have to work on. But, uh, I, I think it's, I think in the next, probably his generation, the youngest generation, uh, I think are probably going to see the biggest change. Uh, in, no pressure, youngest. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think it's no, going to no take. Pressure. I think it's going to take another twenty, thirty years before we really see. Yeah. See this become the norm as opposed to the exception. Yeah. So. You know what's funny though is my son. The last few years, he does a thing called SECME, which is basically a scientific engineering tournament thing that they do. Oh, yeah. at, You know, middle school, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that there are women almost outnumbering the guys at these things now down here. Yeah. Uh, the um, and the they're, national... they're all wearing comic book stuff. They're wearing Doctor Who stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm calling stuff. I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool. Oh my god. And then we start having conversations about you know stupid geeky stuff, mm-hmm. but. It's mostly the the women that are doing these engineering and sucking stuff, at least down here, that yeah. it's like it's starting to ship or at least become the norm down here where everything is uh, – it doesn't – in heck, half the time they're doing it better than the guys can do. Well, and so. I, don't think it's, I don't think it's just down there because I believe I saw the news story was that the national winner of the STEM competition this year was a girl and she blew everybody out of the water uh, with, her, with her project. So I think that's great. Yeah. So. So. Oh, another other thing too is is um actually I was um looking through the back issue bin and of course they didn't have it but since mm-hmm. I have one piece of Ashley's work I have to have the other one so my comic book store is actually shipping me the uh, Witchblade one seventy five so now oh, I'm no way. <laughs> of your work It'll so now I have a collection and, of yours you and ten other people that I'm related to have have that issue hey I've he, got it too. He had, <laughs> They have they have five or th- four locations, and he had to call like two or three of them to find it because they didn't have it in the back issue bin there. So ah, sold out. There's more than that. Yeah. So, but um, I'll let you guys go. Um, okay. Ashley, always a pleasure to talk to you. Stephen, as always, you're awesome. Thank you, Nate. You're uh, uh, you're awesome. <laughs> no, I'm not awesome. I'm just great. Okay, you are the great NATO. Our, <laughs> our number one. Our number one. Uh, our number one fan. Thank you so much, man. Have a great weekend. Stay cool, man. Thanks a lot. Bye. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Nate's, it's always great when Nate calls. Uh, always some good things to, uh, to say and, and talk about. Um, in the comment section, I, I'm seeing, I think Black Widow was about almost 50-50 lead with Cap in the Winter Soldier, which uh, is cool. I think that was probably the breakdown, and I thought it was great, great there. Um so I, I mean, I we think still we, don't have a female lead, and we're twelve movies in. But I know, right? But do you <laughs> think that do you think that they realize that? I mean, do you think that they were too far into production um, <laughs> in those movies, and that's why we're getting uh, Captain Marvel? Uh, um, I don't. I don't know. I don't really believe that. At no point they could have been like, "Hey, we're going to push back like Iron Man two or three mm-hmm. for eight months and do Captain Marvel here." Right. So. Yeah. Makes I don't sense. Know. We'll get Makes it sense. though. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Fabian. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's going on with your Friday? Is, yeah. Is the room noise really bad? I can change the room and <laughs> maybe try something different. No, you sound fine. I'm. I'm. I'm on the mobile uh, today, so I'm on on my cell phone, uh, attending a nerd gathering party of sorts. But <laughs> I tell just him, tell him to shout to out hi. Anyway. Tell him tell him to sh- shout out hello in uh, in German. Oh, I I um, left the room. Oh, okay. And should I should I go there and, and oh no, tell you're him fine. To shout? No, you're you're fine. You're fine. I thought they were all in the okay. room with you. No, I, I left the room uh, to listen to the great intelligent talk you had with Nate right now. Good. And uh, <laughs> now I wanted to come in and uh, do the all the stupid stuff. Uh, That's fine too. What's on um, your mind? 
Fallout Shelter, the the Android version, uh, finally dropped yesterday, mm-hmm. and I immediately jumped on it and played till 3 a.m. <laughs> it's nice. uh, it's it's cool. It's a sim like um, shelter game in the Fallout universe, and I mm-hmm. I like it. I I think many hours will go in there the next weeks. <laughs> How many how many shelters have you filled up? Um I just filled uh three oh um uh, three lanes I I guess I should say in 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 my first shelter and just some rooms on on three uh levels now that that's the word. Okay. And I I just uh, lost my first uh, guy I, whom I sent out to gather stuff in the wasteland and <laughs> had to shell out some, uh, not coins, but um, bottle caps to re- revive him. Oh. And I, it's, it's really funny. I like I, it. Unfortunately, I am not super familiar with the universe of, of Fallout. I just... Yeah. I don't get to play that many video games, uh, but a lot of people are really excited about um, the the shelter game on the uh, mobile devices, and then of course yeah, everyone's yeah. really IOS excited is. about the about the next version. So, yeah, I, I'm just happy that finally I get to play it um, because I have that Android thing and not an iOS device. Yeah, I, I I like that. The second thing I'm I'm constantly thinking about is um, getting all the D and D deck building uh, sets I didn't have. Uh, I I didn't get. Mm-hmm. I I took the Teen Titan one and the Crisis pack from Nurtacular, and I really like them. I had a chance to play it with a friend oh, uh, who doesn't doesn't read or speak english that much i had to uh-huh. translate basically every card to him but uh, it's it's really good and and i i just i think i want to uh, spend 200 bucks and get all of it <laughs> oh really and and which which one is this this is the dungeons and dragons one you said no, I I uh, want to. Yeah, I I think Cryptozoic does the D and D stuff as well. But oh, okay. uh, I I wanted to have the DC deck oh, building the DC game, build the superhero game. Yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah those. That I is had a, a lot chance of fun. to to play the the Teen Titan one at Nerdtacular mm-hmm. with Matthew, Rob, and Brian. Yeah, I and, just got in. And, and Nate, uh, by the way, Nate uh, really would have. Um, had a great uh, last round, but um, the the game ended uh, early. Oh, no. <laughs> I just let's just uh, say it like that. <laughs> yeah, I just got in the uh, the Teen Titans version. Just came in uh, this yeah, past yeah. week. That's the one so. I, I had. That it's cool. It's really I've heard good. that game's amazing. You know, yeah, originally and, I, and originally uh, around the table, around the game table, for those of you that listen to Munchkinland, everyone had not played the uh, the the deck building game from from Cryptozoic and they were like well we hear it's not as good as the legendary one from Upper Deck yeah. that we've been playing on the show and then Rob uh played with you and he came up to me like the next day and he's like oh my god the the DC <laughs> deck game is actually really really good and I'd already had multiple versions of the game sitting around here at home I just had not yeah. had a chance to play it and so that's coming up on on some upcoming episodes of uh, Munchkin Land cool. 
yeah, it's, it, it's a lot it doesn't of fun. divide the power by buying power and fighting power. Oh, good. So you you just um, have to get a lot of power to buy and fight stuff. Excellent. And uh, I I think it's cool. The the drawings are right out of the comic books, mm-hmm. uh, which I which I really love. And um, yeah, I I need to have it all i guess um, well coming th- th- it's, it's, thankfully uh, there's in- enough money left after that to get uh, ashley's comic book it's i think it's going to uh, get to me next week or the week after yay Excellent. so it's I, only 3.99 yeah but it's it's like as i said on the on the major spoilers panel it's like uh, four or five uh, mm-hmm. bucks for me because it's uh, directly uh, translated into euro so it's 399 euro which is a little bit higher oh wow that's so weird yeah unfortunately yeah, that's, the that's stupid how they um, do all the shipping and um stuff like that so it's it's basically how you pay for the the shipping from the u.s mm-hmm. they just oh. distribute it uh, all over the other ones yeah. <laughs> well i'm I, excited i don't know, I don't know how it works my my comic book uh, guy is is a cool dude um and i i like to get my stuff in, at, at the local comic book store and even the the floppy english uh stuff so <laughs> yeah that's excellent. cool um yeah i just um, one thing um thanks again ashley that you um, considered to meet me in la that was amazing <laughs> and i i heard that you don't even drive yourself so you would have taken a a you uber to to <laughs> santa monica or something so thanks again for that i'm and, sorry and I'm, I, you caught me on like a super busy day yes it was a busy day and that's um, how i want to leave the conversation did you tell uh, steven or anybody uh, what you did that day you uh, oh i went you to met interview bacon? yeah kevin bacon and john watts oh cool so it was pretty if neat because <laughs> If if our um, uh, date um, lunch date would have uh, went uh, through, I would have had one degree of Kevin Bacon. Well, yeah, <laughs> you have two, so it's not too bad. No, see, there you go. <laughs> not too bad. So yeah, if you if you want to talk uh, about that a bit, I'm going to leave the call and uh, watch the YouTube version later. And thanks again for uh, Alpha Geek uh, Media because I Mm -hmm. have been listening to the last uh, 20 minutes or so via that thing. Excellent. See, Todd, (laughs) people around the world are listening. That works in Germany. (laughs) Excellent. 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 Yeah. Otherwise, the the video wouldn't work as I often said. So just... um, I'm I'm going to get Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Just say hi to America right now. Hello, America. Hello, America. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. And so now he's he's uh, in the internet forever. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Fabian. Have a great week. Yeah. You too. Bye. 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 Let's see. How do we get there? We go. There's Ashley. Arranging things. It's arranging things. There you go. I am excited. <laughs> it should be here tomorrow. But uh, Batman Flux, 
uh, is now available through Amazon and through other places. This is what I had torn out of the previews catalog a couple of months ago to remind myself to look for it. But <laughs> nice. if you have not played, if you are not a, uh, a card gamer, Ashley, I would recommend checking out Flux and especially Batman Flux. Uh, but it's the super easiest game in the world that becomes oh, really? extremely complex as you play it because the instructions are simple. You draw a card and you play a card and you do exactly what the card says. I and, think I can handle that. Yeah, and basically you're trying to reach some goals like collect as many like I'm sure for Batman it's collect villains or to or clues. You know, yeah, find these clues and then as soon as you have that regardless of whose turn it is, as soon as you have all those things that you need to complete your collection or your pairing, the game's over. And it's it's really a lot of fun. I'm looking it so, up right now. Yep. Go, Flux is a very popular game. The basic Flux is out there, but they have uh, variations like Batman Flux, Cthulhu Flux, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Is They've got a version of that, a Wizard of Oz one. So there's a and diff- Cthulhu bunch of- is in every game ever. Exactly. <laughs> and as he should be. That's how, that's how he will take over the world. So uh, let's see. Oh, here's something I wanted to ask you about. Okay. Are you going to support this Indiegogo campaign? Oh, man. These guys want to build a real-life uh, Minas Tirith, Minas Tirith, from the J.R.R. Tolkien uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. They want to build it in southern England, and they're looking to raise 1.85 billion pounds, which is about 2.9 billion U.S. dollars, uh, to make this happen. So, here's <laughs> the thing that people might not know about me. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings is my favorite thing ever. Yes. Like ever, 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 ever. Um, and Gondor is my favorite place in uh, in Middle Earth. And Minas Tirith is the capital. It's the nine-tiered um, white city. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at this, trying to justify donating like 500 British pounds to it. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I think their rewards suck. Oh, really? Um, well, if you donate a yeah. hundred thousand, if you donate a hundred thousand pounds, you can become a lord or lady of the city. I know. That's the but, one that I think everybody should go for. But you can become a knight. Oh, you get to spend a night. I thought it was K N I G H T. It's no, only a knight at my uh, minus minus Tirith. Minus Tirith. Minus Tirith. So you get to spend um, spend so yeah, the night like there. That's, that's the one I really want. But I also want to move. So <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do, because if they're going to build the entire thing and I, I'm guessing it's to scale or is it just a hotel or what are they trying to do? I literally think it's supposed to be the whole city. city. That'd be crazy. I, it's I don't know. It's it's a really interesting idea. It's a completely impra- like I want to know. They don't have a lot of information on their mm-hmm. Indiegogo campaign, which I find troubling. Like I want to know if they've talked about zoning or if they own lands. Right. You know, if they own this plot, like if there's actual, if it's not just a bunch of crazy people who are like, we're going to pretend <laughs> to build a city. Well, um, I think I think if they if they actually are able to raise one point eight five billion uh, pounds, then uh, there's going to be a little bit more. Uh, uh, oversight than than you know somebody that needs to do a five thousand dollar campaign to get a new computer or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I really like the idea of it, but the only like the two things that I want would require me to travel there and pay my own airfare. So well, there you go. Well, know. the more people continue. When I found this earlier today, and this would have been oh like four hours ago. 
They were only at 49,000 pounds. Now they're at 65,000 pounds. There's 46 days to go. Which is still less than 0% funded. <laughs> well, yes, but still. Man, I'd, if they were able to raise a billion, $2 billion, $3 billion, whatever it's going to take, that will be probably the biggest crowdfunded project yeah. ever. And I don't think you'd ever be able to beat it. I think it's a high goal. Uh, I don't think they're going to meet it, but with Indiegogo, it's a some or nothing kind of, you know, it's a, you can use some of it. If you uh, take flex funding, it does say on the campaign that if it doesn't fund, they're going to refund all the money. Oh, okay. Good. They're not going to half asset, which good. I guess I appreciate you. You're like, well, we could build the Citadel with the one white tree. <laughs> that would be okay too, right? Yeah. I'd, I'd go to that. Yeah. Um, I think if I take Joe's phone call, we may lose you. So let's, let's try this really quick. Go and for see it. what happens. Yep, and we lost Ashley. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Hey, I just called in to see if whenever I call, if Ashley keeps dropping off. <laughs> yep, it does. I think, are you calling on a phone or how Skype? are you calling in? Well, that's odd because you should be able to, we should be able to add you into that call without a problem. This is weird. I'm going to have okay. to investigate this. Well, maybe more. next next time this happens, I'll type in the chat to ask other people who call in what they're using and maybe yeah. we could figure out what the problem is. Okay. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to ask since obviously I think this would be the ideal one for Ashley, like in, is there a place that you would want to have recreated such like things that come to mind is like maybe like Superman's ice palace or like, Oh sure. Stuff like that. Is there a place that comes to mind that you would want to have recreated? Okay. Well let's, uh, I'll, I'll hang up on you and you can take your answer off yeah. the air and we'll get Ashley back in. And let's bring Ashley back in. Let's bring this back on. There we go. So you're back. So I don't know why. I don't know why. It's every time Joe calls in. uh, Maybe Joe doesn't like me. No, I don't know what it is. So his question is. It's just telepathy. His question is, and this is a good one to leave this week. Cool. uh, The the Minas Tirith project is going on. But if you could pick some fictional thing to make real, like he had mentioned Superman's uh, Fortress of Solitude. What would you pick and why? Okay, so it has. So I can't say hobbits because it has to be a thing. Well, I mean, it's fiction. I mean, it's fictional. So yeah, if you want to, I mean, but they've kind of already created Hobbiton, right? I mean, that's no, I just want them. hobbits like as a race. Oh going no, no, around no, no, I, in the yeah, world. yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not actual. <laughs> yes, I, something non-living. I, I think landmark um, structure, that kind of stuff. That's really t- Minas Tirith would be up there. Like, it would be, yeah. <laughs> It's tough because there's a lot of things that um, that I would really like to have in the, from the fictional world that exists. Like, I would really like to have Andoril, which is Aragorn's sword when it's reforged. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would really like to... You know what I want? And this is really small. They make batarangs. I want yes. the little the little R's that Tim Drake Robin throws. Oh, well, I'll, let me go look and see if there's something on the Thingiverse. Because I'm That's sure there are. And I can print one out for you. Stop and, it. And it won't cost you a billion dollars. <laughs> I want to crowdfund a billion dollars for it. Yes. That's a that's a really interesting question though. I it would be kind of cool to see a fortress of solitude built. <laughs> um I think I think we could do that. You probably you I don't I think it would be a cool attraction. I think it I think it would be a theme park type. Well, I mean they're doing it with the Harry Potter, right? You have the to put parks. it in Kansas though. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Uh, and Hutchison is trying to get renamed Smallville, so you wouldn't even have to build anything. But uh, I think if you can build a Harry Potter theme park mm-hmm. and have all of that stuff there, I don't see why you couldn't do it with Fortress of Solitude. 
I don't see why you couldn't do that with really anything and make it a theme park attraction. Now, granted, it wouldn't be actual scale. Uh, you're going to have some forced perspective and, and uh, areas that are not totally open, but... Well, so is Harry Potter, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's, but it still works for the people that want to go there and check it out. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Fortress of Solitude would probably be it. Although I think you could make a really cool attraction with Star Labs and make it yeah. part make it part ride, part science interaction, and then part horror. Where Do you, you get know, to you ride get around in a wheelchair in it. Yeah, and you you get down <laughs> to a lower level, and some of the uh, some of the um, uh, creatures escape or something. I think that'd be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be cool. They tried to do something kind of like that for the Mission Impossible movie. You could go like play the experience. And they literally like locked you in a room and you got a brief and using all the other things in the room, you had to you had twenty minutes to like solve a puzzle. Oh yeah. I think I I heard somebody talking about that not too long ago. They tried it and they failed, but they thought it was an excellent, excellent experience. Yeah, Jason and I failed. Oh, did you guys? Well, because yeah. we had we had eight people in there, and it really mm-hmm. should have been like five people. Oh, probably. I see. Okay, because cool. it's all about teamwork, and that was for us for the group that we had. That was too many team members. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think I think like interactive fandom is a really key thing to keeping your followers and your fans engaged. Because Harry Potter hasn't put out something new in I don't know five or six years. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, as far as uh, interactive experience, of course they have the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them mm-hmm. is coming out, and now uh, it's going to be three is, movies. I didn't know that originally. Well, yeah, and it's all based on the one book, right? They're not doing the other three books from the, the Harry Potter is library. Literally a textbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what's funny is I didn't know anything about the books. Uh, I've got all the Harry Potter originals in in hardback because I wanted mm-hmm. the kids to read them. And now Mason is reading them and loving them. And he's the other day he was writing something down on a piece of paper furiously. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just writing down all the Harry Potter spells from the books. And I That's was like, awesome. oh, OK. And uh, then we went shopping and I saw that they had the Tale of the Beetle Bard and the, um, mm-hmm. the other two textbooks. And I was like, well, why don't we just get these since the movie's coming out? And he was pretty excited about that. So he's already determined that his next birthday party will be Harry Potter themed. So, yeah, we've got that to look forward to. I had so. a Harry Potter birthday once. Did you really? <laughs> what did you yeah. do? What did you do? Uh, it was just a lot of decorations, and then we had fake, um, we had water balloon fights, and we had to save a spell as we cast the water balloons. Oh, cool. That'll yeah. be neat. Uh, well, his birthday is in the summer. In fact, it, uh, first day of summer is his birthday, so water balloons sounds like a good idea for casting spells. Take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Ashley, thank you so much for being here again this week. You're always welcome anytime. And for listeners. Thank you for checking us out again this week. And if you want to catch more of Ashley, you can find her in two places. First on Geek History Lesson. It's a must-listen-to podcast with, uh, with Ashley and Jason Inman as they talk about the history of characters and events in comic books or really anything because you've done some other stuff as well. And then, of course, you can find her now on the Major Spoilers podcast every week. So uh, That's right. look for her there. Also, look for her starring in a major motion picture coming up in the next year. So that's <laughs> awesome. That is totally awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, VIPs. Thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you to everyone who called in. And we'll see you next week when we once again get to Finally Friday. Take care.
Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.